0: Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a monster Monday presented by DraftKings that I am doing from some restaurant that isn't open yet at the Charlotte airport during my layover. So, if it sounds a little bit unique, that's why I barely made my flight last night after the game and I'm on my layover in Charlotte before I head to Harrisburg. Pennsylvania, where I reside. What an unbelievable game. I was going to do the, the show from the press box right after the game, but between the game taking a long time and then a full overtime, I was lucky just to make my flight. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. Love those guys. And it's a new week, so we will have a new winner across the board a new spread the word winner via social media a new sponsor confirmation email winner so we're talking at ross tucker nfl at ross tucker pod we're also talking facebook.com slash ross nfl if you are so inclined and then the sponsor confirmation email winner whether it's ladder or linkedin and then of course the youtube shout out which we love as well youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's Big Show time.
1: The Big Show. As we always do, let's talk about all the games in week 18. First time ever. Week 18 in the NFL, your overall themes.
0: All right, Brian. Uh, man, there's a lot, I think, that jump out to me from uh, action, yesterday's action. Whew. I'm going to start with just this whole concept or idea of teams having nothing to play for. You know, I was really proud. I think I say this probably every year, but really proud of the teams that supposedly had nothing to play for that came out and played their you-know-what's-off. And really, it was across the board. Saturday, Denver, the way they played, obviously teams like Detroit and Jacksonville, even the Houston Texans in a losing effort. To me, that's pro football. I love it. I feel like it happens every year. I feel like it's one of the reasons why week 17 previously, week 18 now, is very successful for me over the years because these teams with, quote, unquote, nothing to play for, for the most part, still play really hard there's not really people are thinking that there would be and it's awesome um i do think though that it's it will be interesting to watch in the playoffs it's the age-old debate there isn't i don't think a right or a wrong answer there's really just different schools of thought but you've got teams like the cowboys playing their starters a lot the packers playing their starters some And then you've got the Bengals and the Eagles not playing their team, their starters at all. So it's really just different schools of thought. I don't think that there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. I've always said that I understand the logic of you don't want to ruin the momentum that you have, but I don't know. I mean, on some level to me, if you have a chance to get your guys healthier and feeling better for the playoff game, to me, that's that's the thing you should do. I mean, that, that's, that's what I would do. You know, Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, already fired. There's more where that came from. That will be taking place over the next couple of days. We'll, we'll likely talk with Andrew Brandt about that on Wednesday. Um, and then the two other things that jump out to me, just the Indianapolis Colts with an all-time uh, bad loss. You know, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. It's kind of an all-time choke job. The Jaguars played well. I'll get to that. They deserve credit. But, man, the the Colts had everything they wanted right there in front of them. They were not able to take care of business and played extremely poorly, especially Carson Wentz in the second half. I don't know that he'll ever live that down. And then the last thing, I feel like I say this a lot this year, Bri, but it's especially the case this weekend. It's just – There's just not another sport that can compare to it right now. I mean, at one o'clock, the one o'clock Eastern games, you've got so many competitive down to the wire. You've got Ravens, Steelers, and overtime, and so many implications of that. Then at 4 p.m., the 4 p.m. Eastern games, you got all these great games, including the Niners comeback against the Rams. That goes to overtime. And then certainly the game I called last night, uh, which might have been the best game that I've ever been in. I mean, it was just an absolutely incredible game in every way. Um, It was ridiculous. Um, And uh, honestly, an honor and a pleasure to even be a part of that game in any capacity. By the way, your car interior, yeah, it's as important as your exterior. Why? Because that's where you spend most of your time, inside your car show so show your car some love with help from autozone interior repair is more than just cosmetic you can install a set of floor mats replace mirrors or even tackle a heating system repair Things like seat covers prevent spills tears rips and UV rays from ruining your upholstery and can even help maintain your resale value Replacing your cabin air filters is another easy job that ensures your car is blowing clean air, especially now that your windows will be rolled up. By the way, getting lots of emails recently about you guys going ahead and using AutoZone, which is amazing. Like you guys are literally taking pictures from you being at AutoZone, and emailing me Ross at com. I love it. Make AutoZone your one-stop car interior shop. They carry the best products from the best brands at the right price. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Zone. Ducks takes.
1: All right, let's get into each of these games individually. We will start on Saturday where the Chiefs locked up the AFC West for the sixth consecutive time by knocking off the Broncos 28-24.
0: Well, so one thing that's interesting about that game is Tyree Kittle hurt his heel before the game. Now, he was able to play in the game, but he hurt his heel before the game, which I thought was um, foolish. It was an incredibly athletic-looking play, but still not real smart. And as expected, the Broncos gave them a game. The Broncos came after them. Drew Locke made some plays with his legs early in the game to get the Broncos to lead. He's just not consistent enough throwing the football. But the Broncos were about ready to win this game. I mean, it was 21-20. They were going in for another score. Melvin Ingram forces the fumble of Melvin Gordon. It was Melvin on Melvin's crime that Nick Bolton picks up, returns for a touchdown, by far the biggest play of the game. And then uh, later on, Vic Fangio kicks a field goal. I mean, they're down 28-21, kicks a field goal to make it 28-24 late, but never gets the ball back. That's why you don't get the field goal in that situation. Mahomes salts the game away. Um, I will say McCole Hardman stepped up for the Chiefs, and it was also not great that Travis Kelsey was limping at the end of the game. So between Kelsey and Tyree Kill, the Chiefs are kind of limping into the playoffs. Ducks takes.
1: Five touchdown passes for Dak Prescott. Cowboys beat the Eagles 51-26. Despite the loss, though, Philly still locks up the number seven seed in the NFC.
0: Well, the Eagles scored on their first three drives, and the game was tied 17-17. So kudos to the Eagles for the way they played. I mean, they actually ran the ball pretty well with Jason Huntley and Kenny Gainwell. Tyree Jacksons had a touchdown on his first catch, the four He had Buffalo, but he tore his ACL later. Dak Prescott uh, was in rhythm all game, though, and I think this is probably as much as anything why they wanted to play him and why he did play, because uh, he threw four touchdown passes in the first half, five overall as the Cowboys played their starters into the fourth quarter to go up 37-20. And they just kept pouring it on. They end up winning 51-26, which is a gami, meaning it's never happened before. But I don't know. It felt like both teams kind of got what they wanted out of this game.
1: Aaron Rodgers did start for the Packers, but he sat for the second half. Lions, though, come away with a 37-30 win against the Packers.
0: Detroit 37, Green Bay 30. Look, I love the Lions. I love Dan Campbell. I tweeted this yesterday, at Ross Tucker NFL. The Lions are my favorite bad team ever. I mean, think about all the stops that the Lions pulled out in this game, all the trick plays, all the fakes. It was incredible. Bakhtiari was back for the Packers, which is noteworthy. Packers played their starters for a while um, just to keep them in rhythm, but they still lost the game. They still ended up losing the game. Jordan Love was not great in his performance with back-to-back interceptions. Jared Goff was very good. And the Lions really have something in this Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, again, he steps up. They got a stud receiver. So now they have a stud tight end, stud running back, and stud receiver, which really bodes well for the future.
1: takes. It was arguably the biggest upset of the season, if not for many years. The Jacksonville Jaguars played spoiler to end the Colts' playoff chances 26-11. to 11.
0: Jags had an impressive opening touchdown drive with Trevor Lawrence basically perfect. And he really played well overall. You know, he threw some great balls throughout to, to Treadwell. I mean, he threw a deep, great deep ball to Treadwell. The touchdown to Marvin Jones where it was a high snap, and he tipped it and was able to tip it up in the air and then find a way to go ahead and still throw the touchdown pass in the back of the end zone to to Marvin Jones, that's really what ended up being the difference in the game. I mean, that's what salted the game away and was extremely impressive. The Colts couldn't run the ball. I mean, let's be honest. The Colts couldn't run it. And Carson Wentz in the second half did not give them a chance to win. Three brutal turnovers. The, like, shovel pass, fumble deal, the two interceptions. i got to be honest with you. that It's going to be really tough for Carson Wentz to live that down in Indianapolis. I mean, that is going to be the conversation for them for years uh, moving forward. All offseason, that will be the talk, and I don't know if they're going to be able to, to bring him back as their starting quarterback unencumbered without any type of competition. Ducks takes.
1: In a game with uh, no playoff implications, the Washington football team beat the New York Giants 22-7.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about an inept performance. It's almost like at this point, it's almost like Joe Judge is trying to get fired. That's literally what I... In my notes, I mean, first of all, he is the first Giants head coach ever, ever, okay, to lose 13 games. Now, I know it's a 17-game season, so it's a little bit different, but still, the first coach ever to lose 13 games, that's not a good sign. But the play that will live in infamy and why I think there's a decent chance he gets let go, I have no idea what they were doing running a quarterback sneak on third and nine from their own four yard line absolutely embarrassing I I can't believe nobody told him or talked to him and said this is a bad idea I mean he said we're not some clown show operation that makes him look like a clown show operation run a play run a running play you're at the four yard line it's third and nine anything other than a quarterback sneak I mean that is you want to talk about waving the white flag absolutely brutal for Washington Terry McLaurin goes over a thousand yards receiving for the year Antonio Gibson goes over a thousand yards rushing which is a real credit to him because he was banged up earlier and he had over a hundred yards in the game As Washington's another team that has some nice pieces with Gibson, McLaurin, and Logan Thomas, they have some nice pieces to build
1: around. In another game that meant nothing uh, for this January, uh, Minnesota, 31-17 winners over the Chicago Bears.
0: So Justin Fields was out, and uh, he was in the COVID protocol, so he didn't get a chance to play. That was a bummer for everybody. The Bears actually got off to a pretty hot start only to let the Vikings come all the way back. There's a very real chance that both of the coaches in this game will be fired shortly, you know, like pretty soon after you guys watch or listen to this show. I think uh, they're both gone. At this point, it would be a huge upset if either one of those guys is back Kirk Cousins had an awesome game. It kind of will get lost in the shuffle, and maybe it should, but Kirk Cousins had an awesome game in this one, uh, as did Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney once again showing, you know, if you're a bad team, you're not making the playoffs, you want to have guys that you feel like are part of the solution, not part of the problem, and Mooney's part of the solution moving forward. I've said that before. Duck takes.
1: The Houston Texans hung around, but ultimately the Titans win twenty-eight to fifteen. They get the number one seed. And more importantly, a bye next week.
0: This is the game you were at, Bryce. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, the press box food there?
1: Do, uh, did not disappoint. Uh, we had both breakfast and lunch options, including scrambled eggs, biscuits, chicken breast, salad, fresh fruit, etc. But the uh, the the real the real winner here was uh, the ginormous donuts with uh, toppings, including Oreo crumbles, Captain Crunch. They even had one donut with bacon uh, as a topping. Uh, the Bluebell ice cream cooler was nice and uh, fresh cake pops. So overall, uh, phenomenal. Halftime, uh, chicken tenders and hot dogs.
0: Well, as for the game itself, uh, Ryan Tannehill threw three touchdowns in the first half. He has continued to impress me this year. He actually deserves a lot of credit. I mean, as does, by the way, Davis Mills and the Texans. Davis Mills can rip the ball. He had some awesome throws, again, to help the Texans with that comeback. And they almost came all the way back. But then not only was Tannehill good in the first half to build the lead, but Tannehill is clutch. I mean, he was clutch in the red zone. He was clutch late. I mean, the one throw. I mean, actually, he might have had a couple throws to Westbrook, Aquina, that were just absolutely awesome to be able to get uh, the Titans some points and that much needed number one seed, so those guys can can get the week off and watch everybody else play in the AFC. Tuck
1: takes. Pittsburgh Steelers knocked the Ravens out of playoff contention following their 16-13 overtime win. T.J. Watt ties Michael Strahan's sack record. And the Steelers' improbable path to the playoffs came to fruition thanks to that last-second overtime field goal kick in Las Vegas, which we'll talk about in a little bit.
0: Well, listen, um, there, there's so much to talk about in this game. Um, I know T.J. Watt tied the sack record. Arguably, I, I thought he should have gotten it. Uh, But there was a weird ruling when Bozeman, the center for the Ravens, hit himself in the butt with a snap. I actually did that 2004. I think it was our fourth game with the Buffalo Bills at the Meadowlands against the Jets. That's a bad feeling when you hit your own rear end with a snap. A really bad feeling. Uh, Big Ben got it done. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit. His numbers weren't overwhelming but he got it done at the end of regulation when they needed it he got it done in overtime when they needed it i swear the Steelers only have like one play the the shallow cross from the receiver unless they throw it to friar or give it to Najee harris they have one play it's throw the ball to the receiver on a shallow claw cross but it was enough for them to get the win and get the job done Uh, Najee Harris did have a critical play late. How about the play by Minka Fitzpatrick on Hollywood Brown? Probably the play of the day. As Tyler Huntley had a couple of interceptions, Hollywood Brown had a drop. And I tweeted this yesterday at Ross Tucker NFL. The Ravens had the worst six stretch loss I've ever seen. I mean, six brutally tough losses in a row to finish the season. Eight and three to eight and nine. That is just hard to believe.
1: Cleveland Browns with Case Keenum under center beat the Bengals 21-16. Bengals lock up the four seed.
0: The Bengals sat a lot of guys. Um, we kind of knew that was going to happen. The interesting thing is the Browns still couldn't really put them away, which isn't a great sign for the Browns. I mean, they got a 14 nothing lead, but then Case Keenum had multiple bad turnovers that, quite frankly, were essentially Baker Mayfield-esque. Although, speaking of that, there was a report that Baker Mayfield met with Kevin Stefanski on Friday. They had a long meeting and that Baker Mayfield will be back. But let's be honest, that's exactly what you need to say right now if you're the Cleveland Browns for leverage for any trade and also because there's a decent chance Baker will be back. So makes all the sense in the world. For them to be saying that right now. Uh, Jamar Chase played a little bit for the Bengals. They wanted him to get that that receiving record for them. Um, but ultimately, the Browns kind of had to hold on, I guess, late against the Bengals team that didn't play a lot of guys.
1: The 49ers needed to win to get in, and they did in overtime. 27-24 over the Rams.
0: Game was absolutely incredible. I was watching it from Allegiant Stadium there in Las Vegas you know Trent Williams not playing was significant for the Niners and uh what 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 an unbelievable job it is by them to win this game without him the Rams and Matthew Stafford obviously got off to a super hot start but then the Niners just kept battling back Debo Samuel is incredible he led the comeback, and really, the Niners could have come back even sooner and not gone to overtime, potentially, after the crazy Jalen Ramsey interception when Jimmy G got hit in the head, and then that interception after Jimmy G got hit in the head that didn't get called led to a ridiculous Cooper Cup touchdown catch, but ultimately, Jimmy G, the much-maligned, much-discussed Jimmy G got it done on the final drive in regulation. Happy for him. I'm happy for guys that get a lot of flack, that find a way to get it done late for their teams and to clinch a playoff berth. That was awesome. Tuck States.
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers earned the NFC number two spot after destroying the Panthers 41-17.
0: Yeah, you know, th- this game was close for a while um, as the Bucs didn't have Ronald Jones They didn't have JPP. Uh, They didn't have Shaq Barrett. Uh, Vita Vea got the extension the day before the game. Carolina came out. This feels like it's a trend for Carolina to find a way to, you know, get a lead early or score early and then not be able to score after that. Reportedly, Matt Rule will be back but needs to make a rock star hire at offensive coordinator, whatever that means. He needs a better line. He needs a better quarterback is what I would tell you he needs right now. Ultimately, um, this is a game in which, you know, Tom Brady did Tom Brady things, as usual. It's just unbelievable what this guy is able to accomplish at his age. It was a lot of Gronk, it was a lot of Mike Evans, and it was even some Scotty Miller as the Bucks just continued to roll on.
1: Bucks takes. Seattle Seahawks played spoiler to the Cardinals division hopes Seattle comes away with a 38-30 win in what might be was probably going to be Russell Wilson's final game for the Seahawks.
0: You know, the Seahawks uh, moved it great early, and they were moving the ball almost at will, but then they had turnovers. I think one time the Arizona got a defensive touchdown, the other time they got the ball like the four. I mean, the only reason Arizona was even in this game was because of those defensive touchdowns because it was that good of a job by seattle offensively and then they kind of clinched it late with rashad penny on the late long touchdown run you know i know that people talk about meaningless games but the way the seahawks played during the stretch has to have some impact on how russell wilson feels about, you know, staying potentially in Seattle. There has to be some good vibes there with the way they were able to finish out the season. Um, really quite impressively.
1: Ducks takes. The New England Patriots clinched a playoff spot for the 11th time in 12 seasons despite <laughs> losing to the Dolphins, 33-24.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty clearly, the Dolphins just have the Patriots number. It's unbelievable. I mean, Jalen Waddell was kicking butt. Uh, Tua Tungavaioloa was able to overcome, you know, some some bad plays early. It was really, really impressive what he was able to do in this game late against the Patriots. They have done such a good job of being able to win these type of games. It's um, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, they have the Patriots number. In this situation, for whatever reason, they are able to go ahead and win these games when they're in Miami. Uh, Brian Flores gets the winning record. Uh, Tua tunga a- able to finish strong. And now the Patriots have to go to Buffalo on the road.
1: The Saints needed to win, which they did, 30-20 to over the Falcons, and they needed the Rams to beat the 49ers, which they didn't. So New Orleans out of the postseason.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Saints got the win, Um, but uh, even though Taysom Hill got hurt, I thought it was impressive that the Saints were able to get the win the way in which they did. Uh, It wasn't necessarily pretty, but kudos to the Saints for a winning record, nine wins, unfortunately not enough for them to make the playoffs, but I think this year was a very good example of how good of a coach Sean Payton really is. Duck takes.
1: Buffalo Bills win the AFC East after defeating the Jets 27-10. to 10.
0: The Bills were able to clinch the AFC East again. You know, the Jets hung around for a long time, and they were allowed to hang around for a long time. I don't know what was going on there, um, but the Bills give the, it. Give the, well, first of all, both defenses deserve credit. The Bills defense deserves credit for what they were able to do in this game against the Jets. Uh, The Jets couldn't do anything. I think Zach Wilson was sacked nine times. They were all over him. Um, They didn't let him do anything, absolutely nothing. And then the Bills finally got the scores they needed late, even though their punter was terrible. He shanked a couple. He dropped one. The Bills' defense wouldn't let them lose the game. That's really what happened here because they very easily could have or at least allowed the Jets to hang tighter than they did. Tuck takes.
1: And finally, Sunday Night Football, where you were in Vegas. The Raiders eliminate the Chargers 35-32 with a last-second overtime 46-yard field goal by Daniel Carson.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, Brian, obviously. Um, let's start with who is clearly my in-the-zone, presented by AutoZone, player of the week. It's Justin Herbert. You know, I don't know if we've ever done this before, where it's been a guy in a losing effort, but it's Justin Herbert they're down 15 he leads them all the way back in regulation to tie it go to overtime Steelers fans are sweating it because of all the drama all the implications that were involved in this one Uh, but herbert got done he was six of seven on fourth down six fourth down conversions six six of seven i mean it just an incredible performance by justin herbert i know they lost but it was not his fault there is not much else he could have done um just the whole drama of the game but for him to show that he was that clutch again the chargers lead the nfl in points in the fourth quarter he's the biggest reason why he was in the zone really the whole second half but in particular the fourth quarter and overtime justin herbert is a top five quarterback in the nfl I could not be more impressed with some of the throws. Think about all the clutch throws he had to make for that game to just keep going and going and going. It was incredible. So, look, I could have gone with some other guys this week, but he's my in-the-zone player. Presented by AutoZone, he was absolutely incredible. He got his team in the zone multiple times when they needed to. Um, Look, there's so many things to talk about from this game. The food, I'll encourage you just to check my social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, because the food was delicious. Twitter or Instagram, I posted it. It was beef teriyaki with rice, that side dessert table. I mean, everything about it. Was incredible and I loved it. Um, they have Coke Zero. They have the side candy bride that you've talked about. It was it was awesome. It was really good food. It was a ridiculous game. I almost feel like I'm going to talk about it more on the Power Rankings Tuesday because there's so many things I wrote down. Just the drama, the back and forth. I want to make sure I do it justice. So I'm going to talk about it at greater length on tuesday's power rankings tuesday podcast because i don't want to give it short shrift um on this performance just know that it was i a credit to both teams the way they both played to win which i thought was awesome shout outs to pizza boy brewing Culture, vision comics with an x humanheadnyc.com and steakhouse sports.com i think we're done here Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 100 Gambler, or in Indiana, 109 with it.